Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a, a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am dismissed as a manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, And how much do you owe? And he replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of the light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in very little is dishonest also in much. If you then have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you to true riches? And if you have not been faithful for what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, our Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we have a, a doozy of a parable. But before we get into the parable, I want to back up a little bit in where we are in the Gospel of Luke. Today's reading comes from the 16th chapter of Luke. In the 15th chapter of Luke, it opens up with a passage of Jesus preaching to a large crowd. The scribes and the Pharisees object with Jesus spending too much time with sinners and tax collectors. Jesus responds to the scribes and the Pharisees by telling parables of the lost sheep and the lost coin. Then the end of the 15th chapter of Luke, Jesus tells the parable of the prodigal son. The parable ends by sharing God's grace in the world by describing how a loving father welcomes back his wayward son who just threw away his inheritance. Then Luke chapter 16 opens up, and we find that Jesus turns his attention from the crowds and then the Pharisees and the scribes, and now he is talking to his disciples. So the disciples just heard the parables that Jesus was telling, the, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the wayward son. And they heard him say the father... Gives a, son to, uh, gives a party to his son just after the son threw away all his money. And the father didn't even say to the son, you know, when the son came back, you, you messed up. You need to pay for your sins. You need to repent before I welcome you back into my arms. None of that happened. Instead, the father welcomed his son with open arms, running down the road to meet his son because see, he was so happy to welcome him home. 
So Jesus, facing the crowds, tells this beloved parable. Then he turns to the disciples and says, Once upon a time, there was a wealthy landowner who heard that the manager of his properties was either corrupt or incompetent or or maybe both. The rich man called the manager into his office and fired him on the spot and said, Clean out your office, turn in the books, and get out of here. Okay, well, Jesus, what are we going to do with this parable? But Jesus continues. The manager, who was maybe incompetent or or lazy or just didn't really care about his job, he, he might have not been dishonest, but he might have also been dishonest. But he wasn't stupid. He said to himself, well, I got myself into a real pickle I I cannot dig holes for a living. I I, I don't want to beg for food each and every day. But before the word gets out that I have been fired, I better make some friends with some of the customers. And if I do it right, I can get into their good graces. And and then these customers are going to owe me favors. And then maybe I can get another manager's job or maybe they can support me for a little while. Whatever happens, it's going to be better than if I did nothing. So he rushes down to Samuel's olive oil factory and offers his deal. Sam, if you give me half of what you owe me, Then I'm going to report it to my boss and we'll be all squared away. You know how much I value our friendship. Well, they made the deal. And then he went to the wheat factory. He he does the same thing. He makes a deal. And these wealthy owners were so happy of what this shrewd, dishonest manager did. And he is pleased with himself. He records these deals in the books, and he may have fallen out of favor with his manager, the richest man in town. But he has a secure future now, now that he has some new friends. So he goes and he turns into his books to the landowner, and he expects the rich landowner to throw a fit when he's been given these deep discounts. But imagine this landowner or this manager's surprise, as well as the surprised look on Jesus' audience, the disciples. When he looks at the books, he sees what the manager has done, and he praises him. Your plan was absolutely ingenious, the landowner says. You have greatly enhanced both our reputations by using my money. Now, I'm gonna, in doing so, you put me in a bad position. These business owners convinced me, are convinced that I gave you permission to give these discounts. And if I tell them that you were not authorized to do that, I look bad, not you. And rather than being angry, I'm just amazed at what you have done. As I ponder this parable, I realize that one of the reactions that I have, one of the reasons why I have a hard time with this parable, 
is I think that you and I do the same thing as this manager all the time. We could say to that ourselves that we are the managers. That we tend to act like the manager in our lives today. How many times have you negotiated for a cheaper price for something? How many times have you given someone forgiveness to the debt that they owed you? How many times have you had a garage sale and something was overpriced a little bit? And you know that you can get a cheaper price. How many times have you seen someone else receive forgiveness and inside you said they don't necessarily deserve that? What do you do when you give, when, when, when you sell all your possessions? Do you give the money to the poor or do you use the money to benefit your own life? We have all done this at certain points in our lives, and perhaps at one point or another, we may feel bad about it. But in some ways, this has become so ingrained in our lives. It's the fact that we need to take care of ourselves. We need to build our own bank accounts. We need to make the right friends with the right people. We need to do this. We need to do that. And if disaster strikes, we need to make sure that we are fully prepared to make ends meet. And sometimes only preparing in the grace of God that we have put ourselves in a position where we'll see the break of day. Which makes the conclusion I have about the parable the only one that I can hold on to right now because it's hard to hold on to anything else. You see, the dishonest manager in today's parable is not the only character in the, in the Bible that has had a bad reputation. When we think about some of the great heroes of the Bible, they are always shown to be frail human beings. Jacob, for example, the son of Isaac, he deceived his father and he cheated his brother out of his birthright. He scammed his father-in-law out of the most of his flock. Then the great King David, he lusted after his neighbor. He committed adultery, and when he got her pregnant, he plotted to have her husband killed. The apostle named Peter. Peter was always with Jesus. He was, Jesus called him the rock of his faith. But the night before Jesus was arrested, Peter denied Jesus three times. The Bible is filled with people who have lied, who have cheated, who have stole, or even killed to get ahead in the world and put themselves in a more comfortable position. These are the same people who have been used to spread the message of God, a message that is completely different than their own actions. So while Jesus was offering praise for that less than perfect manager, some people heard it as encouragement for their less than perfect lives. Others might have heard it as encouragement and said, if that manager could do something worthy of praise, then perhaps there is hope for me after all. You see, we can identify with the imperfection of others. Ordinary people like us 
love to hear imperfect stories of people doing something good because it gives us a little hope for ourselves. So when Jesus says you can't serve God and wealth, he really means it. And what this means for us is that there are times in our lives when we are worried of how we are going to pay our next bill, how we are going to afford to get the kids braces or pay for college or just survive each and every day. This is the reality that we live in. However, on the flip side, there is trust. Can we trust God to lead us and guide us and protect us when we really need it? Can we trust God each and every day and put our faith that the next day may be a little better, that we have hope? God says, yes, I will provide for you. God says, yes, I will embrace you with my love. God says, yes, you are my chosen, beloved child. And I will do anything to tell you how much I love you. The answer is yes, even when we are expecting the answer to be no. And we see God's love for each and every one of us firsthand. So as we worship together, as we celebrate the gifts of God together, as we taste and see how God is good together, we will share with one another the amazing gift of love that we have received from God. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen.